to The Truth in His Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today I have the distinct pleasure of being in conversation with an actress and producer originally from Birmingham, Alabama, but now residing in Atlanta, Georgia. Her credits include All Eyes on Me, Snapped, and NCIS New Orleans. Please welcome Shaquita Smith. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad we were able to to connect and, and inform like Voltron after that panel discussion. So oh, thank you. Thank you. No, I'm, I appreciate it. And uh, I'm so happy to be here and us get together and, and chop it up. Yeah, that's 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 what it's about at the end of the day. And um, it's always a a sort of sort of new approach for me of like, is this time and place? Do I, do I hand <laughs> the person the card? What, what do I do here? Because I'm not right. used to it. Um, so again, thank you for coming on. And be, before we get too deep, could you uh, could you share your story? I like to open it up in a in a way that either some people are like, I never like talking about myself, or some people are like, Hell yeah, tell me everything, give me every tell me everything. Uh, yeah. So again, my name is Shaquita Smith. I am originally from Alabama, and I'm a Roll Tide fan. So I know a lot of people don't really like Alabama, but I am Alabama fan. Um, went to school at Troy State University. Uh, had a full scholarship in theater, continually in my arts, uh, you know, on my own company. I mean, it's just so much uh, of a history I can tell about myself. And oh, by the way, I'm a twin. That's a fun fact. I'm nice. a twin. Yeah, yeah, twin brother. His name is Sean. And uh, yeah, what else do you want to know? So, so that's that's a good start. That's a good start we got there. So, um, I read that you're a Southern Belle, full of life and energy. What is it about? Like, I, I think being in Atlanta and, and and being in the the South, I think in a in a general sense, that um, inspires your your art, your creative interests. Oh, in Atlanta, uh, the people. <laughs> I love uh, the honesty, the genuineness, the pure intent of my people, if you will. Uh, But there's so much creativity in Atlanta, Um, so many heart-owned businesses, especially when it comes to the arts. Um, You know, I do theater as well. I come from a theater background, but it's also a great community when it comes to independence, you know, uh, you know, being able to work with other individuals that really is hungry as much as you. And so that's what I love about Atlanta and the food. I'm just saying the food (laughs) in Atlanta, if you have not had food in Atlanta, I'm going to need for you to come down here and get some food because they season it. Be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've not had food in Atlanta, so I'm going to have to take you up on that offer. Uh, yes. it, it's wild. Like I was there for a brief layover. I had just long enough time to get like some donuts. And I was like, this is not Atlanta food. I need real food. <laughs> so as you touched on the, the theater background, I, I read that you you you, you at, at an early age of like maybe 13 that you were in your first stage play. Can you tell us more about this and what was that experience like? Ooh, first stage play was a play called Elamasonary. No, not Elamasonary. It was uh, Arkansas Bear. And I was in sixth grade, actually. And I, at that time, I didn't know what I really wanted to do. And, you know, one day I passed this uh, theater class and I turned around and I'm like, ooh, I like this. I, I think I want to I want to do this this class. And I ran home to my grandmother uh, and I said, hey, I want to do this play. And she said, a play? And I was like, yes, mind you, let me just be honest about this first play. It's that I only had one line 
and and you didn't see me. I was actually like a voiceover, but I was so <laughs> excited. And I had all my family, all of my friends come out and they were looking for me and I was nowhere to be found. And so my grandma was like, baby, you didn't even, we didn't see you. And so uh, I just remember I was like, but I'm a star. And so she said, baby, you are a star. And so from there, I just continually to do um, different theater classes, but I was seen after that, that first one. The second one, I ended up um, being in Ella Monsonary and Ain't Misbehaving and so many, you know, theater productions in high school and later on um, was the president of the Thespian Society. So it was pretty good. That's that's great. Uh, that's, that's, that's really cool. Uh, I think when you're you're on stage early you're in a sort of environment or at least around a production early you know it's something that calls you back like uh i, I spoke to a theater um the person that's a the theater professional uh they're they core everything they do all of those things and she helped me remember that one of my earliest experiences i was an mc on stage at like five what yeah, for like my elementary school, like I was like the masters of ceremony had these huge glasses on, it looked very cute. And looking at that now, that prospect was like, how would that happen? I, I don't see that, bro. Right. But it's like been embedded in me. So I think, you know, being able to touch back on some of those like early experiences, it's like, yeah, this is a thing that was already, it was, you know, predestined, I suppose. So I what did you learn from some of those sort of like, and this was like a haphazard, haphazard segue, but what did you learn from some of those sort of early experiences that still, still serve you um, today, whether it's in um, the production side of things, whether it's in the performing and acting side of things? Tell me about that. Yeah, uh, this that's a good question because uh, I get asked that all the time after I finish a show or a movie. Is like, wow, your preparation is like amazing. And what I do which has been instilled in me in the theater is preparation. Like I prepare, like it's a play to me because preparation, you have three months to prepare for a play. You go through the script with the, you know, with the theater teacher or the, you know, or the coach and you mark the, mark the pages. You understand like the objectives, you understand where you're going and there's no room for loopholes because you know who you are. And um, for me, when I do a movie or a television show, I make sure I know all of my lines backwards forward. If I don't know my lines, I'm not prepared enough. Yeah. at all. And so that is something that a lot of people respect me for is the, 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 the big preparation before I actually set on my first day of, of shooting. Um, and that also helps me if I'm nervous, that helps me if, you know, I just never wanted to be the person where people looking at me and saying, uh, lie or, what is what is my objective? Who am I? You know, because the more I know who I am, the more I can play with the character when I'm on set, or I can improv, or I can go left, or whatever the case may be. So it's those moments where I'm just kind of like, okay, I could do this. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's bringing a a character to life. It's making make believe kind of like real and yeah. It, and it, it was funny, like I was telling you before we, we got started that I did this this talk earlier, and I'm definitely an off the cuff sort of person. Right. But when it's like, hey, you have a script of kind of what you're talking about, you have like a framework. 
and I'm looking at my own words that I wrote. And I was like, why did I write this this way? Oh my gosh, this is terrible. What was I thinking? Right, and I'm, right. I'm going through editing and it's my own words, but it was maybe mm -hmm. me in an earlier time. And it's like, no, I would probably say this different, or maybe this applies to this audience. And right. when I had it back and front, up and down, I, this is so corny, but I did the thing that Leonardo DiCaprio's character in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did. I recorded me going through my whole speech and then I kept listening back through it. And I was like, no, nah, I'm going to say that differently. I'm going to go back through it. Agreed. I'm, I'm an audio like learner. I learn through audio books and things of the sort. So, right. but it was almost like, how do I be Rob? What would Rob say here? It's like, idiot, you're Rob. <laughs> right, like, that's what you do. <laughs> so on the other side, I, I find that we talk about some of these like early lessons that, you know, we learn and we take from them. But I yeah. think the things that we unlearn, the things that we take out, you know, are as important as valid. So right. describe something that you had to unlearn to progress in your career to to move from like, you know, working primarily within the theater to, yeah. you know, film and into the production side of things. Tell me about some of the things you had to unlearn. Unlearn as uh, I could tell you many. Um, unlearning is doubt, you know, doubting myself, looking at the other individual that's next to me and knowing my worth and knowing that I'm good enough. Uh, as actors, we sometimes self-doubt ourselves. Sometimes we, you know, we get in our heads a lot. And so I have to unlearn to get out of my head and know that I'm worthy of all things. Um, and it was, it was hard. You know, because of the fact this is a very difficult um, career, but it's also a rewarding career if you really love it and you know your why. And I am a big person of doing self, you know, self-love quotes, affirmations, manifestations. And it really, truly helped me to be the woman that I am today. And also, to um, when we talk about unlearning, we're talking about also staying consistent and having discipline as well because if you don't have discipline if you don't have consistent consistency of anything then you can you can never see the growth in what you're doing and so for me i've always had a calendar where i had like goals and dates and things that you know i set in motion and if i didn't do it that means that i haven't progressed in the way that i want to go and so unlearning for me is unlearning not to be not to be unorganized like being unorganized i'm learning you know to make sure that i'm organized and so those are some core unlearnings <laughs> that i yeah. had to, to learn in order for me to be where i am today thank you thank you um I, I like to keep sort of a progression thing too, as to, okay, what are the goals? Cause you know, in doing this sort of talk yeah. and, you know, it was the, the last one for the year where, you know, we, we get to that thing, especially as, as creatives and, and, and people, we get to this point where it's like, all right, new year is coming. What am I doing for 2023? And you're really looking at this sort of calendar, looking at what these goals look like and looking at the goals yeah. from this, the year that we're in. And it's like, have yeah. I reached any of the things? And I think, it is really crucial to have that sort of thing there. Otherwise you realize like, I'm just bored. You know, that's, that's a thing that I kind of encountered at a point and over the last few weeks, in, including how we met and when we met, that was something that was outside of my normal lane. And I got a lot of juice and energy from that being around other creatives that 
are not in a zone or in a scene that I'm in, but really being able to have a rich conversation with them. So I think having those sorts of goals, it's like, oh, you never know where it takes you. Mm, I love that. So let's talk about um, what, what was your breakout role? And um, if you will, could you share a, a, a memorable story from set? Mm. I would say NCIS New Orleans when I was uh, Sarah, uh, Sergeant, um, Sergeant Sarah Larrabee. And uh, memorably was I was on set um, with Scott Bakula, who was phenomenal from Star Wars. I mean, he's everything. And I remember, like, they changed my lines last minute. And I was like, I couldn't get these lines out from like nothing. And then I had, I saw like a thousand extras and, and now I'm in my head. Cause I'm like, Whoa, I used to be you guys. And they're looking at me like, gosh, I wish I was you right now. So all I remember was Scott Bakula uh, came up to me and said, Sarge, you got it. You freaking got it. Let's go Sarge. Let's go. And him saying that I was like, yeah, let's go. And I remember going through my lines, doing my thing, and got done. And I was like, wow. And um, gave me a hug on set. It was like, yeah, it happens to all of us. You're going to rock and roll. And here I am. So that was very memorable. It was actually funny. I think about that that moment all the time and how Scott was very supportive of me when I got freaking shell-shocked. So. Let's go, Sarge. I like it. <laughs> Very interesting. So I think he even knows that still today. That like, what was she even thinking? Like, she's on shows now, but it's very memorable because it was my first one of freaking out. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I, I've I've tried it a little bit, and I've um spoken to a, a few actors and a few people that are in productions and I'm like more power to you guys. I, you know, I, I love I it. Know. I admire the work there. It's a skill set and a patience that I don't know if I possess. I'm very much, I'm very much a producer in my head. <laughs> I'm very much that guy. Right. Which is not bad though. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Speaking of which, and you know, I'd be remiss if we don't talk about this. Uh, oh, Lord. Could you could you tell us about um, Nooney Studio Productions and Wicked City? Let's let's talk about that a bit. Well, Nooney Studios uh, got transferred over to Quita Films. Quita Films is a production company that I launched um, a year and a half ago, where I've uh, created um, a couple of Christmas movies, A Christmas Wish, that's on uh, BET, and then I also just in pre-production for my action thriller. Uh, Alabama Girl as well, where we're, you know, doing pre-production, writing, putting everything together, um, which is good. Um, I love Quitter Films. It's just me creating stories that I don't see us normally do. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's very new, but it's also well rewarding because I have some amazing people that supports me and, you know, continually to us climb the ladder. Um, you know, because in my mind, I would love to be another version of Issa Rae. So, um, but in a space of like Indiana Jones and different spaces like that, which I love, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's how Quita Quita film got birth. Nice. Uh, Wicked City. Yes. Wicked, Wicked, Wicked City. <laughs> uh, it's a supernatural drama. Um, first Black show with 
black witches and um super humble super excited mega my production they produced it along with uh you know kevin key out of um, birmingham alabama directed by dale lewis and um the show is just a phenomenal show like it's so great you have betrayal you have lies you have scandal you have witches you have spells i mean everything you can think of this show has it um and it's beautiful because you have these young black girls that's that's that is in love like they love each other yeah. um i always say that it's the it's the black version of charm in nice. my mind because it's it's just about that it's not about you know some crazy stuff none of that you know caliber is really genuinely about you know a group of women that love each other and they're going to fight for each other no matter what and i truly truly appreciate that um the show airs december 1st um, you got Vanessa Bell Calloway, who is iconic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't even imagine not being, you know, around her, soaking up her energy and, you know, her, you know, her skill set. She was beautiful to work with. Um, you know, then you have, you know, Columbus Short. You have, you know, Taylor Polidor, who was on Snowfall. Um, you know, Chanel Mack, which was on How Do They Fall. And then you have Chantal Maurice, who's, you know, who's now on uh, Them, and she was on P-Valley. And so you have all of these group of women that are just phenomenal and you know they really put their heart and soul in this show and i'm just so grateful to be among these amazing dope women yeah that sounds amazing looking forward to it. december 1st december 1st and december, december 1st, 1st. <laughs> on all black do not miss it I know, I know I'm going to be watching. I mean, you know, I have more and more attention around like witches. You mentioned a lot of things that got my attention. So yeah, I like it. And, and my character is a little interesting, if I could say so myself. Uh, my character, you know, I play Jordan, who just really loves magic. She doesn't care about anything. Um, I mean, she does. She cares about, you know, her, her coven, which is the witches. But most importantly, she just want to feel accepted. Yeah. And I think a lot of people will, you know, gravitate towards her and her just really wanting to believe in herself and cultivate and knowing that so that's great that's great looking forward to it thank you so we we met you know at the baltimore next media web fest and i observed right. this sort of like family environment you guys work together you're in the same circle everyone knows everyone which right. was, a, was a pleasure to kind of work with in the capacity that i was in how how do how important is it that how important are relationships in your your industry and how are they kind of built? Like, you know, how do you build sort of trust and creative chemistry with the cast and the crew? If you're on a production, like um, cast, it, um, from a production side and from a um, well, on both sides of it. Well, I'm only good as the person that I trust mm. uh, and that has a great skill set. And, you know, when it comes to production, I start with production. Production. I always find a person that's bigger and, and better than me <laughs> in that skill. And and why is because I don't want to be the, be the smartest person in the room, right? Um, whatever production, you know, genre of production that I do, I make sure that that person is equipped and, and have more knowledge than I do, you know, because at the end of the day, I have a vision, but they can set that, that vision on motion. Like a prime example, I have a director, a really good friend of mine, Dale Lewis, who is phenomenal, phenomenal in that space. He's a great director. I don't even want to be in that space of being a director, but he has an eye, he has a vision. And, you know, I can say, okay, this is what I want. He, ta he takes what I want and put it together and make it so beautiful 
handmade and and you know that's me trusting him and knowing that he's going to give me 100 percent as well as i'm going to give him 100 yeah. percent. and trust comes from knowing that trust comes from seeing someone's work trust comes from seeing the diligence that they put in like how how bad do they want it as much as you want it and if you know that then there's nothing that you you know what i'm saying uh focus on and also knowing that that person has no ill will towards you and you have no ill will towards them and that's what it's you know that's what it's all about i've, I've been fortunate enough to be amount be around some amazing people in my life women and men who you know that mentor me that you know want to see me succeed as well as i want to see them succeed in this you know in this industry and so i just bond with those particular people and, you know, if someone else comes along, it's like, I got to bet you. <laughs> I got to make sure that you're good. But other than that, you know, God has blessed me with some amazing people. And I can't I can't say too much about that, you know. Um, with relationships with, you know, cast members or act- other actors or actresses, you know, I, I have some really good, you know, associates and friends that's in that world. Um, I love like-minded actors and actresses, but I respect everybody's work. You know, um, I know one one actor that's one I could think of, Chantal Maurice, who's on um, who's on Wicked City with me. You know, before she, I even know that she was on the set, like I was super like fond of her work. Yeah. You know, and I, I love everything that she does. She's like, I mean, a beast. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, look, girl, I can't wait for you to get your Oscar. Um, because I soak up, you know, much work and, you know, uh, crafts from other individuals as well. Um, only because of the fact it's like there, there shouldn't be no competition. There shouldn't be no hate. You know, we're all getting to the same space, but there's so much work to go around, especially for us. Yeah. So... You know, I live in a space where I give love with, to everybody, you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like, what are we here for? You know, I'm going to get where I'm going to go regardless. Right. You're going to get where you're going regardless. So every, everybody's path is completely different. So why do I need to step on your path and, sh- and, and dim your life? I don't need to at all. I love that. I love that. I love that yeah. mindset. I love that energy because uh, we, we have that thing, especially with people that look like you and I. Right. where it's oh well you can be the only person that's doing that and it's like don't create static you know for no reason it's right. just like i'm doing this um you know where i'm at it's like oh well it's you versus this person you guys are the two podcasters i was like one not correct there are other ones and two i'm we, we're two different people we have different um lived experiences we have different things that factor into how we go about questions and you know only me only i'm the only one that's going to get shaquita smith on the podcast so, i mean that's just what that is <laughs> so i got i got a few more real questions for you and then you know i gotta gotta hit you with those rapid fire questions as well <laughs> um I, I usually ask people about like sources of like uncommon. If you got common, great. If you have uncommon, even better. But certain sources of inspiration, like I'm a big um, audiobook guy. I get a lot of questions from their observations and and things. And even from these interviews, I get inspired while I'm doing the interview. So I'm like, I got two notepads open. One, you know, thinking of new questions, two, updating other ones. So what where what are some of your sources of inspiration in your work? Mm. I look at people that I that that inspire me. Other actors, they you know move their life, work in their life. Uh, like case in point, um, I love Jamie Foxx. 
Uh, I love his work ethic. I love the how he epitomizes his his work. Um, I also love my other good friend Omar Dorsey, who was on Queen Shitter, who you know that is also a mentor towards me. That you know gives me great advice that will allow me to be myself. It allowed me to navigate this world, this industry. Um, I think sometimes we don't know how to navigate sometimes or we look at other individuals and be like, okay, I don't want to be that, you know, I don't want to be yeah. this stuck up actor. I, I just want to be myself, you know, the Southern Bell, but also, you know, really focus on what's true, the true purpose. Yeah. Um, my other inspiration is I have this book called Acting Through a through a spiritual perspective sure. and understanding why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, anytime that I act, I give glory to, you know, the most high. And that's where my performance lie, you know, giving, giving him the praise. And so it's that it's me, you know, my inspiration is understanding my, um, I don't even know what it is, uh, understanding, uh, my purpose. Sure. I'm always writing down my purpose. I'm always understanding like why I'm doing what I'm doing on an everyday, you know, scenario. Me doing that continually to keep me, you know, keep me focused and knowing where, where my end lies. Um, but like I said, there's, and then, oh my God, Angelina Jolie is like my baby. Like, <laughs> you know, I just look at people that really study the arts. Yeah. And really be in tune with what they're doing because I want to be the epitome of that. Thank you. That, that's great. That's great. Um, so here, here's the last real one for you. Um, so okay. real, cause you, cause you got it. You, 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 you answered the other one. So that's great. Uh, is there something, if you could, you know, go back in time and to speak to a younger version of yourself, what, what would you tell your younger version of yourself? My younger version of myself. Mm-hmm. I can go back to my younger version. I would tell her to relax. <laughs> <I think, laughs> like, chill out, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she was so just all over the place, like worried. My little self was just so worried and so like hyper. Like, I think if I knew what I knew now, I would have just been more like relaxed hmm. um, and more knowing, having more faith right within myself and understanding that, you know, everything, you know what I'm saying, will, you know what I'm saying, will be all right in a sense. And I think a lot of times I was like that, like how you were saying, like, you know what I'm saying, I wasn't really trusting, um, you know what I'm saying, myself a lot. Yeah. And I wasn't focused on, you know, truly my, passion you know like i wasn't really aligned with my purpose and so if i was with her right now i'd be like girl chill out you getting there yeah. <laughs> you know you know what you need to focus on is your craft right now just only be ready when the time yeah. comes, you just be ready so uh so yeah so that's uh that's what i do that's great and i, th and I think that's uh one for a lot of uh listeners all types of creatives that they can really just just you know ease off the gas a little bit it'll, it'll be fine you'll get the things that you want just work on your craft you'll mm -hmm. get them absolutely 
All right. So now all the goodwill that I've established in these very insightful and, and deep questions about your work. And thank you for indulging me. Um, so now it, it's time to dive into a few of these rapid fire questions. Uh, they're all over the place, just so you know, but they're fun. They're fun questions. They're fun questions. <laughs> OK. Okay. All right. Uh, what is your favorite snack? My favorite snack is chocolate almonds. That's a good choice. <laughs> um, what color are you usually wearing? I remember you in this very powerful red suit. Shout out to you. Uh, what color are you always wearing? You know what? It is red. I love red. It's very powerful. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> powerful color. Red lip. Red. <laughs> I, I just always am wearing gray and uh, I like burgundy and people ask me, you from Alabama? It's like, no, I'm from Baltimore. And it's like, you know, you're wearing tide colors. So it's like, look. Right, right, right. It's just a bunch of deltas. It's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, what is the, in your opinion, what is the most powerful word in the English language? Like what is a word that just evokes power for you? Mm, that's a powerful word. Yeah. Powerful. Mm, that's a good one. I would say God. <laughs> that's a powerful word. That's a fair answer. Let's do it. Faith. Let's go one. Let's go one. Uh, so here's the last two I got for you. Got it. What has gotten you further? Street smarts or book smarts? That it's it's only been one person that's answered book smarts, and I was like, all right, because <laughs> I was like, let's be real, people. <laughs> Street smarts. And here's the last one. Um, what is your current phone background? Phone background? Like, what is your lock screen? Like, what is that whole thing? What's my phone? Uh, it is actually, what is this? A picture of me. <laughs> Mine's, <laughs> Mine's is also a picture of me. So that says a lot about what we're doing here. Right, right, right. I love myself. <laughs> It's just me with glamour shots. It's like, oh, wow, I look so chocolatey in this picture. This is great. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's kind of the, the end of my my series of questions here. And um, thank you for indulging me and, and being a part of this, this podcast. And yeah. I want to... Yeah, I want to invite and encourage you to um, plug away here in this sort of shameless plug moment here. Tell people where they can check you out on social media, website, and all the details of what you got coming up. The floor is yours. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you can follow me on Instagram. I'm very active on there, Shaquita underscore official. Um, also, I have a website where you can look at all of my amazing things and pictures, ShaquitaSmith.com. You can also check me out on Twitter. I'm also active on Twitter, which is real underscore Shaquita, real Shaquita. And um, Facebook, I have a Facebook page, which is Shaquita Smith, which is amazing. So, um, so yeah, so I love love to hear from you guys please 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 ping me and i'll ping back Real. You do. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Again, December 1st, December 1st, December 1st for Wicked City. And yeah. uh, um, and I'm Rob Lee for Shaquita Smith saying that there's art, film, TV, just people doing great things in and around your neck of the woods. You just got to look for them.